When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. there guys and welcome back to the last word on Spurs the Champions League anthem bringing us into the show honestly the hairs on the back of your neck have to stand up every time you hear that anthem and the goosebumps it gives you because we are now just days away from Tottenham Hotspur playing in the Champions League final unbelievable it's felt like the last couple of weeks has been such a massive wait for it but we are getting closer and closer and closer and what we thought we would do on this last word on Spurs is review the road to Madrid. Because to be fair, it's been a crazy Champions League campaign. Highs, lows, VR controversy, sendings off, last minute goals. You name it, we've had it. It's been an unbelievable journey to this Champions League final. Now joining myself and Jason McGovern, who's been with me all throughout the season, he's been wonderful. We've scoured the nation to bring you two people very much connected in the heartbeat of Spurs. And we're delighted to have first up the voice of Tottenham Hotspur, Paul Coit. Joining myself, Jason and Paul, we're also pleased to bring back onto the show one of our favourites in Anthony Costa from Blue, a massive, massive Spurs fan. Now, before we get into the show, just a reminder to let you guys know that for the Love Sports show this Thursday and throughout the summer, our time slots are slightly changing. So we'll now be featuring still on Thursday nights, but it will be between 8pm to 9pm on a Thursday. So we'll be doing an hour show throughout the summer. So you haven't got to worry. We're not going anywhere. We'll be bringing you all the transfer news. We'll be bringing you any other news that comes up with Spurs. Obviously looking ahead to the new season. So don't panic. We're still going to be on the Love Sports shows Thursday evenings between 8pm to 9pm in the UK. So, honestly guys, we've got so much more Spurs to come throughout the summer. We're not going anywhere. Hope you enjoy this show. Paul, firstly, great to have you on back on the show. It's been a while and I've been trying to negotiate you back on, Paul. And what a time to come back on. A Champions League final. How are you feeling, Paul? Uh, you know what? I'm so excited. I, I'm nervous and excited. And the thing is, yesterday, I think was the... Last night was the first of my anxiety dreams. <laughs> And, you know, when you start to everything that could have possibly gone wrong in this dream, I think, you know, I, I don't want to put anybody off, but my dream, and I swear this is true, the dream I had, I was in Madrid, I was naked, I couldn't speak, 
and I was standing on the side of this stand where it was like the, a sheer cliff face and just going, uh, it was just like, honestly, the whole anxiety now is really with me. But, but so, so excited. I still can't believe we're there. No. Days away now, Paul. It's incredible. And how are you feeling? Because, you know, when we always talk to you, Ant, we're always in the middle of a crisis. I mean, this is by far yeah. definitely not a crisis. How are you coping, Ant? No, no, it's not. I mean, I, I like sort of what, just what Paul's saying, really. The anxiety and, and the nerves are kicking, starting to kick in. Um, you know, I've, I've not really thought about it. I've not really spoken about it. Um, I've not tweeted about it. I've not Instagrammed about it because I just don't want it to come back and bite me on, on my backside. So... Um, at least yours I, isn't naked though, Ant. <laughs> at least yours isn't naked. No, yours ain't naked, no. But I mean, you know, it's just, I just hope the Tottenham that have been performing in the Champions League the last couple of games turn up on Saturday night and not, you know, not, you know, I don't want to say that, I don't want to jinx the word, but you know, I'm, I'm going with that. But uh, I hope we go out there, it's, you know, it's, it's one game and it could change, change the, uh, the club for the rest of their lives and put them you know, back on the uh, European map where we rightly deserve. Well, let's get straight into it, guys, because to be fair, being drawn in that group of death, that group B, yeah. contested with Barcelona, PSV, Inter, I mean, Paul, if you take your first thoughts back at the time yeah. of where we were drawn in that group stage, in that group B, what did you make of it, Paul? Well, at the time, you know, we, we thought, yeah, it, it looks tricky, but remember what we did the year before, so I, I think, you know, if we looked at it, we'd say we had uh, Barcelona, of course, PSV, uh, obviously very beatable, Inter Milan, hadn't had a great season, uh, not the Inter Milan they were before, so thought, yeah, there shouldn't be too much problem there. So that the first game, so that was that was Inter away, right, in September? That is right, yeah, where late goals for Mauro Icardi and Matthias Vecino stunned Spurs as Inter Milan celebrated their return to the Champions League with a dramatic Group B win. And to be fair, Paul, that was at a time where we wasn't performing that well. Yeah, that's right, because we, we, we went 1-0 one, one up, didn't we, and thinking, yeah, this is OK. And then it was those two late goals, and then you just thought, oh, God, no, surely not. So, I mean, it was early days then, because, I mean, obviously at the time, we're thinking, you know, we still got to play down at home, we still got PSV to go, we should get six points from playing PSV. But that's the thing, Ricky, is that it's the Spurs way. I don't want to jump straight to now, but when have we ever made yeah. it easier? When have we ever done that? That's right. I mean, and I mean, to be fair, you know, that was the first time a Spurs boss, Maurizio Pochettino, had lost three games in a row. And all the positivity from earlier in that tide washed away in the capitulation of the game, in the closing minutes where we threw it away, Ant. Yeah, again, it's the Spurs way, mate. We just, you know, we go 1-0 up and, and we don't kill teams off that are beatable. Um, we sort of sit back and relax and chill and we're all singing, we're all, you know, Spurs on the way to Madrid and I'm thinking, hold on a minute, we've just literally just kicked off the Champions League, you know, campaign. Let's, let's ease it in there, do you know what I mean? And uh, two late goals again and I think it sort of shook the boys up for, for, for the coming games to come and then obviously the Barca game, I'm sure we're going to come on to that as well, which just like, it just destroyed us. I mean, I, I, I remember just walking out on the 80th minute thinking, what's the point? What is the point? Like you, you get drawn against these teams, we, we jump up and down and moan that we should be playing against the top teams of Europe. All right, we didn't have a, a, a transfer window this year, and I get it, and, and the squad was thin, but you still got to go out there and, and you know give hundred percent. Do you know what I mean? And, and not fold at the first hurdle. Barcelona were unbelievable oh, were that night. I mean, we scored a couple of goals, were, but but it was a masterclass, wasn't it that night? And really, you thought exactly. this is a real European lesson we're being yeah. taught now. And, and I'm and I'm. 
behind we were as a squad, you know, because obviously, as you just said, Paul, you know, it was a masterclass from Barca and, and rightly so, because they are, you know, the, one of the top teams in, in the world. So for us, it could have been worse. And, and, and But the things we, we, we sort of tend to not perform against big, big teams. Do, do, do you know what I mean? It has to, we have to sort of go 1 0 down and then draw in the last minute and score a last minute goal, which is fantastic. But it's not good for the old heart, mate. It's not. <laughs> Jace, you've caught us midway. We're talking about the fact of the group that we were drawn in, that Group B, where we had Barcelona, who had formidable experience in winning the Champions League and winning the Liga in the previous season. We had PSV, who were Dutch champions. So is it, it was expected to be a tough battle for this Spurs side, who, you know, never won a Champions League and never progressed past the last eight of the competition. And Jace, I want to bring you into the point of discussing, you know, Lionel Messi producing a Wembley masterpiece to condemn Spurs to their second successive Champions League defeat as we were beaten by Barcelona at Wembley. At that point, Jace, in that game, when we did unfortunately go on to lose, was you concerned about even trying to get out of the group, Jace? At that stage, no. I mean, the thing I can remember from Wembley as much as, uh, as Messi's performance was Rakitic's goal. It was, what a fantastic goal that was. But um, no, I, I felt that we'd go to Holland and get the win, and then we, you know, we'd beat PSV away, we'd beat PSV at home, we'd beat Inter at home, which would give us nine points. And from there on in, you know, we should be okay. So no, even with that Barcelona defeat, it kind of, you know, I wouldn't say I'd written that one off, but a little bit like Madrid the previous year, you think, well, that's that's a free hit. The battle is between us, PSV, and Inter, so anything we get from Barcelona is a bonus, but. If we beat PSV twice and we beat Inter, we should go through. Yeah, I, I think you're right. What you said about it being a free hit, I think I think we feel the same way. But this, I got one memory more than anything else from that Barcelona game, and that was standing next to Lionel Messi and, and standing. And, and I remember, and this is what was going through my my mind. And it was halftime. I thought I'm just going to stick around in the tunnel so I can just see this guy up close. And you know, it sounds so stupid, but I remember looking at him, just thinking. You just look like a human, normal human being. He was just small, and I know it sounds ridiculous, but I'm just thinking, how do you do what you do? You just like look like a normal bloke, but a bit shorter. And it was just, it was just to be in the presence um, of that genius because he was absolutely on fire that night, wasn't he? I mean, the guy was unbelievable. He was. Paul, why didn't you kick him? Well, actually, I did, but he swerved and got away from me, Jace. That's oh, the problem. Yeah. I swung my leg, but he was too quick for me even there. <laughs> and I've got to ask you. Get up on me ass. <laughs> at that time, man, you know, we had been left with a Champions League mountain to climb after that defeat, the 4-2 defeat, which left us six points adrift of qualification. I mean, Jace says there he wasn't too concerned. Deep down, Ant was you. Could you believe that yeah. we could still get out of the group? Of course, mate. Yeah, of course, mate. Yeah, absolutely. I thought you Absolutely mugging ourselves off. We're all laughing at... You know, the Arsenal's and Chelsea's and the European leagues. And, and, you know, I, for me, I just don't like, I just don't like Spurs being a laughing stock. I, I, I get too, I just get, I get too upset and, and, and I just want to, you know, I, I go mad at people. So that's why, as I said to you when we first start talking, I don't tweet about games. I don't, I don't hassle. I don't take the mick out of any other teams because I know it's going to yeah. come back and bark me on my arse. So <laughs> for me... I thought, yeah, I, I just thought we just looked like we looked like men from the boys that that, that day, and I thought it is. I I thought it was only going to get worse. Mm. I thought we're going to go over to you know go over to Holland, go over to Italy, and, and just get tra- and get smashed because the confidence was down. That's me personally, and obviously I've eaten my words now, and, and I'm obviously I'm glad I did because look look where we are, you know, 
this week. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's incredible. And Jace, but to be fair, in that game, it was always going to be a struggle because I think we had a, a midfield pairing of Harry Winks and Victor Wanyama in the absence oh, of Dembele, Deli Alley, and Christian Eriksen. And obviously, we had Hugo Lloris back from injury, but gifted Coutinho. Barcelona's opener inside the two minutes with a reckless dash from goal. It was a ridiculous start. And the last thing you want to do when you play Barcelona is, is give them a goal inside in a minute. And if I remember rightly, it was, was pretty close to that Manchester City game where where Trips Edder and Hugo had come rushing out. And we just went through a little spoke, didn't we, of a, of a few weeks where it seemed to be almost a carbon copy goal that we gifted Manchester City and we gifted Barcelona. And you think, these are big games. We just can't, can't just be giving out free Christmas presents to people. Exactly, exactly that. I completely agree with it. You go back six, seven years, you know, the making of Gareth Bale. The first ten minutes of the Inter Milan game, Gomez gets sent off and gives them a penalty. You know, he yeah. did that all season, but he done, do you know what I mean? It's always the wrong time in these games. And you think, here we go, same old Spurs again. Do you know what I mean? When we got, he got sent off and it all yeah. went apart and we went 1-0 down and obviously not the making of Bale and, the, and, and it was brilliant, but still... Why put us in that position? And, and as, as Jason rightly said, you know, it's the gifting of the goals. You would never have to. We, we're better than that. Do you know what I mean? And I just hope that on Saturday is the Champions Leagues of the semi finals and quarter final Spurs that turn up. But and I, I tell you what, though, yeah, I think everybody's agreed. Nobody wants to go through that early goal going in and, uh, and the yeah. way it feels chasing it. But the jubilation you feel at the end, let, let's just cut to the end of it and. Just you know, keep your fingers crossed that yeah. we win. But can you imagine what it would feel like oh. if we did oh, what we did late compared to if we'd done it oh, early it's, at the end? You know, it's what exactly it's what dreams are made of, and I, and I it absolutely is. agree with you. But, but you're right. But the heart can't take it. It's not <laughs> no, good for us. The, the it's unbelievably it exciting, more, but it's not good for us. Know, yeah. Yeah, it's just I don't even want to think about it. And you said absolutely terrified. You, I mean, I can't oh, wait for it to come. You are absolutely petrified, aren't you? I just want to come on Saturday night <laughs> and, just, and just get on with it and just watch it and that's it, done. Oh, and you know. I've got to ask you a question, Ricky. I've always wanted to ask Ant this. And what's more scary, 8 o'clock this Saturday or probably 8 o'clock before you appeared at the Eurovision Song Contest? Which was the scariest between oh, the two? Mate, 8 o'clock on Saturday night, mate. Hey, yeah. Amazing. This Saturday, yeah, mate. I mean, I'm with I'm with my three I'm with my three mates. So if that goes wrong, it ain't my fault. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know what the result's gonna be when you're in the Eurovision Song Contest. This is this is this is the making. This is that's it. This is the making of what can potentially come. We've got the new stadium now. We're selling it out. We will be selling it out. Hopefully, there'll be transfers coming in and out this season. And to be champions of Europe, 2019 is just. I never would. I never would have thought that would happen. Paper bag, paper bag. That's it, Paul. Paper bag. Get it out already. <laughs> Jace, we have to discuss. You know, Spurs' hopes of reaching the knockout stages then suffered a f- another huge blow as we drew two-two with PSV in Eindhoven. Now you're not going to tell me, Jace, at that point you still believed we could try and navigate our way out. Did you at that point when we got the two-two? No, I think that was the most disappointed I felt all season. I just thought, like I said, I thought we'd go to PSV and win. And then the way the game was, you know, paying whatever he wants made a right cock up for the first goal. And and, uh, and then we got ourselves level. Harry puts us in front. You think, right, come on, boys. Finally, we're in front of the game. We've time to go. See this game out. I think Moussa Dembele had been a bit of a one-man wrecking ball, hadn't he, in the first half. Kept, was giving away foul after foul. And, and I think he was on a yellow and we'd had to take him off at half-time. But you thought, right, we've got it under control. 
and then silly back pass or silly passing field, wasn't it, from Ericsson. Hugo comes charging out, gets himself sent off, and then we end up being at 2-2. And then you thought, then, then when you looked at it, you thought, well, you know, at least we haven't lost the game. But, but one point from those games and with Barcelona to a way to come, you thought, I was always confident we could win the two home games, but I thought, you know, we're probably, I can't see us going to Barcelona and getting a result. And so, yeah, I must admit, I thought we were out at the, in a group stage once once that final whistle went that night, that's for sure. Mm. I mean, and like Jay says there, you know, despite falling behind to Lozano's opener, Mora and Kane, they turned the game on its head, but then Lloris was sent off and De Jong poked home a late equaliser for the home side. And again, that kind of game, you discuss it, you know, victims of our own, you know, downfall there, you know, Lloris charging out. And I think at that point, we were all concerned. Rick, how many times has it happened this season? Mm, you know what yeah, I mean? I yeah. know we've, 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 we've scraped through and now we're in Champions League next season, but let, let's call it straight. We, we, we were lucky this season, man. Like, you know, the Chelsea game when Trippier, out of all them games, you had to give away them two goals, the stupid back passes. As Jay said, that you know, against Man City, the, the, the back pass, it just it felt like we it just felt like we we looked like clowns. And Lloris, you know, doing that and, and getting sent off, you think, this ain't, this is not a year, it's not, it's not going to happen, just, just get out of it. And I remember saying to my mates, I just want, I just want to get out of the Champions League because it, it, we're just laughing stuff, mate. We're just ridiculous. We are, we were at that time and I thought, why jump about and, and scream that we should be in, champ, you know, in the Champions League and then we go there and mug ourselves off. I was thinking, here we go, this is just ridiculous. And but my main focus was, was all the Gooners and, and Chelsea fans like laughing at us, man, I was just doing my head but that's what yeah, makes man. it now, and even sweet, doesn't it? I mean, Paul, you know, we've, we've, we've seen, oh, haven't we, the individual errors we've made this season. We have to be better than that. We know we can't afford to do that against Liverpool. But despite all that adversity, Paul, look where we're sitting. I know. I'm a bit worried about and I think we've got to move on from the end of December 2018 because it's going to kill him talking about this. <laughs> I think we've just got to move on to the good stuff because I'm worried about him there. You know, coming to the game, that was a turning point. Luke Desmora, when, 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 he, when he came on, I, I think he came on a sub, he turned yeah. the game, mate. And, he, you know, he deserves a starting... He, he deserves to be the starting 11 on Saturday, that's for sure. Mm. Well, Joe, move on to the next game. We saw Harry Kane inspire Spurs to a late revival to keep hope our Champions League dream after coming from behind to see off PSV, which did oh, mean yeah, that, of course, the European fate remained in our own hands, Jace. I mean, that was a, you know, a wonderful display of Kane, the character, Jace, to, you know, bring us back into this Champions League group. It was, but it was the start of uh, of also of Fernando Llorente making a big impression off the bench, wasn't it? Because the game was going nowhere. We we threw kind of Nando on as as what was seen by the crowd as oh, this is how desperate we are now. Even he's coming, even the lamppost is coming on. Mm-hmm. And yet, you know, it, it's it's him that provided the. I think it was his little knockdown, wasn't it, for Kane for the for the first goal, and and, and he just caused caused them problems the moment he came on, just challenging for the balls. And, and that then kicked into the league games as well around that time. So, you know, fair play to Lorente, he made a, a big contribution to that. But yeah, we needed somebody to really stand up. It was it was Harry who did the two. And, and you know, when people are saying about Lucas Moura deserve not having to go at end, but, you know, you have to look back at, at, at the whole thing and think, you know, Harry Harry deserves his place in the final for the for the two goals he got that night as well. Yeah, he does. He does. No, I agree. I, I, I can see where you're coming from. But for me, it's... The last time he played was against City in, in the first leg of the semi-final. So, in my head, I'm thinking, well, he's not match fit. 
coming off the bench, he might obviously going to make an impact. So it's just it's just that thing of I don't know, man. I just I, I just think go with the team. Yeah, got no, I understand that, mate. I understand that. You know what? I, I trust. Pochettino on this one, you know it's like easy, isn't he? <laughs> I think if anybody's going to know what's the right thing to do in this situation, I think it's going to be him. He's not the type that's going to go, well, you know, Harry is, you know, he's Harry Kane, so let's just give him a little run out. This is a very important game, probably the most important game in our history. He's going to know what he's going to know what to do. There's so much of it, you know. We're going. There's more a start. There's a Kane start. And let's face it, Harry Kane's the best striker in this country for crying out loud. He's the England captain. You can't. Oh, it all depends whether he, like you say, it's whether he's fit or not. Yeah. But you know, if he is, and he and he looked pretty fit when he ran on the pitch there yeah, at, yeah, uh, at the end of the Ajax game. You know what? Do you you can't leave Harry Kane on the bench, can you? And the thing is, Paul, as as he said in his press conference. The decision whether it's right or not will be with hindsight from people watching it afterwards, won't we? If Kane starts and scores the winner, nobody's going to say, well, he wasn't really match fit. If he stays on the bench and we lose, everyone's going to say, why the hell didn't we start with Kane? If he starts starts and we lose, it will be, well, Kane wasn't fit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Obviously, we're gonna we're gonna jump up and down and moan. That's what we do as Spurs fans. We're never going to be happy. Do you know what I mean? Until... We see that trophy being lifted. Please, please, please. The football gods are out there. But <laughs> it's just, it's just, yeah, we, as you said, Paul, and rightly so, we won't know the best team, obviously. We, we're just fans, and, and this is why we do these things you know, while, while we're talking today, because it's all about a matter of opinion. There's yeah. no right or wrong. It's just how you feel, and, and it's a case of, do you stick with a team that got us to that final from the, from the second semi-final leg against City? with the passion and the drive that we had and, and or do we change it around and it, do you know what I mean it's just it's just a weird one or do we change it around and, and, and upset a few people and I don't know I don't know man I, I'd hate to be in Poch's shoes right now I think Paul your message of trust in Poch we have to don't we because on this day we're recording <laughs> you know Pochettino made a promise the only promise he really made supporters was five years ago where he said we will try to give everything to make you proud of this football club and five yeah. days from now, on a Monday night where we're recording, he's taking Spurs to a Champions League final. So you have to trust him on this selection, don't you? You know what? I think I'll let him go on this one. I think I'll uh, I'll give him the space to, to choose the team. I think he may be all right. <laughs> I, I just can't, even just hearing you say, we're in the Champions League final. I think it's like when you see the pictures of the, of the programme and it's got Madrid... 2019s, but it's just, it's almost like someone's photoshopped the whole thing. It's true, and yeah. I think I'm enjoying these weeks and it's almost like I'm sad Saturday's coming too soon because the whole thing, it's just been great, hasn't it? But oh, then again, yeah. who knows how we're going to feel afterwards. I'm just so excited. Stick in with you, Paul. You know, that game we did, you know, we just discussed in terms of PSV. You know, with 12 minutes remaining, we looked down yeah, and out before Kane... Minutes. Yeah, I mean, 12 minutes remaining. Spurs are down and out before Kane helped turn around the game with two goals. And that first win of the competition meant that we sat third in Group B, still three points behind second place into Milan, who came to Wembley next. And, you know, in terms of games that are pivotal, you look at that one where Christian Eriksen come off the bench to score a late winner. You know, many, you know, have had their quicks of Eriksen this season. But that goal, Paul, was absolutely crucial in this Champions League journey, wasn't it? It was unbelievable. And also, again... Hanging by a thread. How many of these late goals and and the, the whole story of the Champions League? It's just been, it's just been so exciting. And 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 like I've said before, 
it's you know, whether we like it or whether we don't, it just seems to be the Spurs way. You know, even when, from when I was a kid, nothing's ever easy. We never make it easy because that's the way we are. And it's just in the DNA and it's really horrible to watch and it can be really uncomfortable to watch. But my God, the excitement that when those late goals go in, there's no feeling like it. So it, that, again, that was that was with 10 minutes to go. Uh, and it looked like we just weren't going to break them down. And then, of course, we got the 10 minutes of panic afterwards thinking we've got to defend this and again we're hanging on by that string but continue to move on through this competition i don't think even at that point we thought ah no you know we're, we're going to go this far we're just thinking okay now we've got to get out to barcelona are we going to be able to oh, it's kind of doubtful you never know is it a chance i mean i went out there as a fan and just thought you know and and just purely the fact that Spurs were playing at the new camp and it's something I thought maybe I'll never see this again so I'm going to go out there and experience it and um, never believed again how that one would go as well No, I mean crazy wasn't it because in that game, that Barcelona game, we saw Lucas Moura score a dramatic 85th minute equaliser and Ant I know these late goals might kill you but you must have enjoyed that one Oh my word, that's what I'm saying, I never saw it coming I thought <laughs> fans enjoy yourselves and you know and have a bit of a laugh and watch the master Messi at work but obviously he didn't start the game it, you know he came right. on and he, he couldn't touch the click of the ball off us and it really I think that was a turning point for me when I thought hold on a minute this is this is we got we got half a chance to get to the quarters here do you know what I mean at least um, because because of the drive and the passion and we didn't, and we didn't give up and, and as I said, the late goals ain't good from, good from the old ticker, but I think, as Paul said, uh, as Paul said it's, it's in our DNA. We don't make things easy. You know, how many times, you know, the last time I, we won the, uh, the League Cup at Wembley was against Chelsea in, in 08. And, yeah, that was an extra time, you know, two minutes before the end. Jonathan Woodgate, do you know what I mean? Or 10 years previous to that was the Alan Nielsen goal. And I remember running down Edgeware R Street in my top and top and my pants. I don't know why, I just ran out. I don't know why. You know, it's just—it's in our DNA. It's—it's—it's late—it's late Yeah, and we go right back. And I always remember speaking to you quite a few years ago, and you said you were yeah. born um, uh, in in eighty one, correct? So I remember you saying about yeah, um, June, June eighty one. Yeah, is that right? Or, or should I say you were born in eighty nine these days? Shall I say that? <laughs> no, eighty one's all right, man. Eighty one's all right. So, so all good, but uh, be, yeah, no, because was, again, was, that was difficult. You know, even the Ricky Villa, the late yeah, goal, that was incredibly oh, late. Boom, you know, it went to penalties, 82. You know, we went to, it, it, we had to win, uh, we had to, I didn't go to penalty. I mean, we had to go through the, the first game and then the replay, won that on yeah. a penalty against Queen's Park Rangers. That wasn't easy. 87, yeah, okay, I'm not talking about 87. Each time. Four years old, you know, that was penalties again. It's like, oh, can't we win a game and win good? What you're saying then, chaps, is this Liverpool game is not going to be a thrash in here, Paul, is it? It's going to be, it's going to be a nail-biter. Yeah, well, no, we'll score early 1-0 and then we'll win 1-0. <laughs> nah! <laughs> <laughs> we all know it's going penalties. We all Can know it's going penalties. Can you imagine if there's penalties? Oh, I, honestly, I, honestly, oh, I don't think I can actually handle that. I really don't think I can handle it. No, honestly. But, Jace, just back on that Barcelona game, you know, at the time, again, Jace, we say Spurs look to be heading out after Dembele pounced on a mistake by Kyle Walker-Peters to hand Barcelona... A seventh-minute lead in the Camp Nou. We wasted a host of second-half chances, but with Inter Milan only able to draw one-one at PSV, a point was enough to qualify. And um, Mora delivering there the late goal, steering home Harry Kane's cross to haul us level. And despite Jason you know, Barcelona resting 
a load of top players, Lionel Messi, Luis Suarez. That was still very much a resolute display, Jace, wasn't it, from Tottenham in the circumstances? I didn't expect us to go there and get a result. And then when that team sheet came out, you thought, well, we're in with a chance here. I can remember I can remember the Walker-Peters mistake. I can remember Sonny having a big one-on-one chance in that first half yeah. as well, which he missed. And then their keeper made... We, we went through a little spell where we had three, what seemed like, half a dozen chances and their keeper was just inspired wasn't he and he thought I can with you know chance after chance he was making saves from and you you think are we ever going to get one but I mean even that game before don't forget as well when you, you talked about the, the, the late Christian Eriksen goal that was the night I think people saw or started to accept Musa Sissoko because it was his late run wasn't it into the box that night and that's when when it, if I remember rightly that's when the crowd turned from singing Unis Bell when you've got Sissoko almost in mockery of him and people actually starting to sing his name with a with a bit of due respect and from that moment on Musa Sissoko's his Tottenham acceptance completely changed but yeah that to get to go to Barcelona to have to go there and get a result and, and come away with that and that little nervous wait on the pitch for what seemed like an eternity where you're just waiting for the result from from the Inter PSV game and who's was the late tackle in that game went, went Inter through one on one and and must have been delicted probably or someone like that, made a fantastic last gas tackle, which which kept their game all square as well. Yeah. You know what? I agree with you. He did come of age. For me, um, that uh, that Barcelona game was the, a huge turning point for Sissoko because we could see something was coming, but that was the point that everything changed for him, I think. Now, chaps, we then saw Spurs drawn against Borussia Dortmund in the last 16. And Spurs, to be honest with you, Paul, we played Dortmund in you know a lot of the recent seasons. That first game, you know, we produced a magnificent second half display to totally blow them away and take control of that last 16 tie first leg at Wembley. You know what? I got, I got to say, I never saw that coming um, against Borussia Dortmund. I mean, they they were top of the Bundesliga then. I think Bayern Munich were below them. Uh, best side in Germany. We're just thinking, guys, is this going to be the? Is this the end? You know, I spoke to people saying ah, we can pr- turn them over. I, I, I honestly thought. This is going to be the end for us because I thought Borussia Dortmund were going to be too good. But my goodness, that's when they really turned it on. There was never a worry, was there? There wasn't one of the old wobbly Spurs moments, early goal going it. We, I thought we just looked fantastic that night and, and could have been more than three. Now, Ant, you know, Spurs, we missing, a, you know, injured Harry Kane as well as Deli Alley, And we were irresistible after a tight first half. You know, Son breaking a deadlock two minutes after the interval. And then Vertonghen's side foot finish out. I mean, we was in dreamland, wasn't we there? We was, mate. We was. And, and, which is so weird, because I was there and contrasting to, you know, uh, Paul's comments, you know, I was confident. It was so weird. I thought, no, we've got, we got a chance there. We're at home. Everyone's singing. Everyone's buzzing. And I thought, yeah, we've got a chance. And it's, it's the only Champions League game that I thought, yeah, we could do it. We could do it. I was confident. Really, really confident. And, I, and this is... And I'm not a confident Spurs fan sometimes. Oh, well, so. I guess that answer so far. I was there and it was, it was a great, great display. I mean, you know, the Tongans, the Tongans finish. And he was, he was unbelievable that night. He was like the Yan of like six, five, six years ago. He was superb. He was absolutely He was playing as a winger that night, wasn't he? This is when he was bombing down the wing. Yeah, yeah, yeah super young. No, brilliant. I thought, hold on, this is another bail moment there, you know. And, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was fantastic. Fantastic. And, yeah, it was, it was a great display from the boys and happy to, to, to be there. 
Mm. I mean, Jace, that's where you said the moment with Lorente coming on, substitute, headed in Ericsson's near post corner. And I think that's where you're right, Jace. That's where Lorente, he was coming to his own. Yeah, he'd had that little period around then, didn't he? It wasn't that the... He'd had that terrible start at Fulham, if I remember rightly, with the own goal, but then scored the winner against Watford on the Wednesday night. And then we go into that Champions League game. And Lorente's goal was huge because I think 2-0 going to Dortmund would have been an entirely different proposition. You're thinking an early goal for them, we're, in, we're under pressure then. But that third goal was, was massive and I think gave us so much confidence to go to Dortmund. And if, I mean, in fairness, the first half, Dortmund will probably look the, the slightly better side, if I remember, on the night. Sancho had had a, a good first half, hadn't he? And, and, you know, you wouldn't have seen that game finishing 3-0 at half-time that night. But uh, that was a fantastic performance and it was definitely uh, Jan Vertonghen's game of the season, that's for sure. Mm. And I think that's the last time we saw Aurea as well, isn't it? I yeah, think, I think, I think that you're we, right there, Jason. I mean, to be fair, also, how crucial, Jason, is it keeping that clean sheet? We have to add. Massive. Massive. To get a, to, the, the clean sheet was huge and then the third goal on top and you think 3-0. I know people kept putting, you're not really Spurs if you don't think we can lose 4-0 or something, but <laughs> I, I thought, no, no, going out there 3-0, you just thought, if we score in Dortmunds, then, then that's enough, that's for sure. So, Ant, that second leg did see Spurs east past Dortmund to reach the quarterfinals for the first time since 2011 and Harry Kane become the club's top scorer in European competition. And to be fair, Ant, that second leg, that was all about Spurs being able to handle the pressure of Dortmund, you know, did you know did put us to, you know, under real extreme pressure and Hugo Lloris was the star of the show on that night, wasn't he, for Tottenham? Yeah, it was fantastic. And, um, and, and rightly so, because, you know, on his day, he's probably one of the best keepers in the world, so... Everyone stepped up that night, and I thought, <clears throat> you know, we, we didn't let anything slip. We just we just kept our game plan, kept it going, and then as you said, you know, we, we, we did we did really well and progressed to the uh, to the semi-finals against the uh, against City. So <clears throat> I don't know what anyone else wants to add to that, but. Well, Paul, let me ask you, because Hugo Lloris at times yeah. during the Champions League campaign, he was fantastic. He made some diabolical decision-making. But, you know, in that game, Paul, he made some brilliant saves on the night from Roos, from Julian Weasel, Mario Gotza, Jordan Sancho, you know, and Davis as well. That superb block also was crucial for Tottenham. But Lloris, I mean, a crazy campaign, wasn't it, for him? So many highs, so many lows, Paul. Yeah, it's been a crazy campaign, but it's been a crazy time for him, of course, you know, with, you know, even with the World Cup. And I always wonder when people win the World Cup, how it affects them mentally. You know, you, you come off the back of something like that and think, well, where do I go from now? What what happens now? There's always got to be when there's the this incredible jubilation, there's got to be somewhere to go. And I don't know whether that might have affected him after that. And then, of course, we, you know, what happened with the, um, the drink drive situation. It's been a strange year for him. And then there have been wobbly moments, but I think as the year's gone on, um, then he and you know he seems happier to me from when when I've spoken to him and how he seems and and he's playing so much better now. I don't yeah I don't want to say this, but those rickets that we have seen and let's face it, they've been a couple. Um, I think they're in the past now because I think also he really showed what a great keeper he was uh, against Borussia Dortmund. I mean, some of the saves are just magnificent. So, um, yeah, I think he's on the right track now. I agree with that. Well, I think also the Arsenal game, that save in the last minute, that's a, I think that's a turning point of this season. I think that save, the time of it, I mean, then, to be fair, that's been the crucial point. That's got us qualified for next season. We can't forget that. And, Jace, give us your thoughts on Lloris' campaign because, as Paul said there, there has been times where, you know, he's made some blunders, but, you know, at the same time, Jace, he's kept us in some of these games. 
Well, I kept saying, didn't I? I've made the mockery of him being called the liability goalkeeper all season. And, you know, that every time the question came up about Gazaniga or Hugo, I said, Hugo's number one by, by a long way. And, uh, you know, the, the way he's ended the season's been fantastic. But, you know, that the, uh, the Dortmund game, if I remember rightly, wasn't that a game that, that Kane became a, the club leading goal scorer? Yeah, that's right. In European competition. I think he took that on. And, and if you remember rightly, you know, it's, it's the scenario now, wasn't it? That it was only just after the Burnley game where he came straight back to, to having not kicked a ball for a, a month or so, scored against Burnley, goes to Dortmund, scored that night, wins the game for us that night as well on the back of that defensive display. So there's there's the blueprint for, for possibly Harry in that final that he's shown already he can come back from five or six weeks out and immediately find his goal-scoring boots again. Yeah, and, and we then saw Spurs proceed to a quarter-final, Manchester City. And to be fair, I think when that draw was made, I think there was a concern amongst Spurs fans that could we get over the line against a City team at the time that were going for the quadruple, were in fine form, you know, Pep Guardiola's team, playing with such confidence. And we can't forget, on that night, we lost Harry Kane to, at the time, what looked like a very serious ankle injury. And Hummin Son, as he's done throughout the season, and stepped up, with a crucial goal at obviously the new stadium. Crucial penalty save from Larice on the night as well. There was, yeah, oh yeah, from Aguero, that's right, yeah, because I was just about to go on stage and the geezer I'm working with, he's a Man City fan, he was obviously laughing at me and stuff. Um, and, You've been uh, collaborating with Oasis, mate. <laughs> no, nah, I wish I was, mate. No, nah, no, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm with Kev Kennedy at the moment, mate. Oh, Curly was, bless him. Um, in a show. So, yeah, anyway, rewind back, Costa, come on. Uh, yeah, so. The minute Harry Kane went off, I thought, yeah, this, we're done there. This is it. They, 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 this is what they probably, their game plan was and they wanted Kane to go off. And I just thought, whatever happens, happens. We've done really well and, you know, we applaud and, you know, good luck to them if they want to go through the quadruple. But then the turning point was, was obviously Sonny's goal and I thought, hold on a minute, this is, we, we, we ain't giving up. We're not giving up. And, and it was crucial to our season. All right, we wasn't having a great Premier League campaign, but the Champions League campaign was was just phenomenal. And the same players, the same team, but it's just a different work ethic. It was so, so surreal to see. To be fair, on that first game, Paul, did you still have the confidence for the 1-0? Was you confident we could have enough to go to the second leg and still get a result? Uh, let me think. I thought if, yeah, if they don't score early, <laughs> if they don't score early, then... You, you never know. I think we might be all right, but um, he, I'll be honest with you. I've got you know, it's the Spurs fan. I've got a touch of the ants there. It's yeah. I always think, oh god, no. We, you know, it's never. It's not going to work. It's never going to be great. And I always worry. Never do I go into a game thinking we're going to be absolutely fine. I've never had that. So um, going into, I mean, I was very happy with the result. Don't get me wrong. We, I think, a lot of the time you want to be at home. Uh, in the second leg, but the fact I think it kind of worked for us, the fact that there was no away goal, so that was good news. We'd scored a goal, we'd beaten Manchester City, which proved that we can do it. So, uh, yeah, I, I was really happy with the result. Now, I've got to be honest, I don't know where we start to review that second leg. The best thing about the City game was being back at White Hart Lane for a Champions League game. You know, that, that made a huge difference. Instead of, being, instead of being in Wembley, it was a massive thing. Genuine so home weird. advantage for that Champions League game. You know what? I remember um, going on at half time because I remember all the stick about that poster. 
You know, all the stuff about the post, the only place you can watch Champions League football in London, all the Arsenal fans. So when I went at half-time, that was the first... I never told anybody I was going to say that. But the first thing I said was, um, welcome to the home of uh, Europe, of uh, Champions League football, the only place you can watch Champions League football in London. And I remember saying that and thought, yes, yeah, stick that. So there we are. So we have got it. <laughs> So where do we start, chaps, to try and unravel that second leg? Because it was just insane. I mean, Fernando Loriente's goal bundled in from a corner and confirmed by VAR 17 minutes from time. Gave Maurizio Pochettino's side, our Spurs, on away goals, you know, the win we needed to get us through to the semi-final against a City side in which we ended, Jace, you know, their historic battle for the quadruple of the Premier League, the Champions League, the FA Cup and the League Cup. I mean, it was just an insane game. How would you describe it, Jace? It just was, wasn't it? It's one of those games that, you know, everyone was on a high, but then kind of half an hour afterwards, you just sat there physically exhausted just through the the emotions of, of watching it. And what a roller coaster to, to go a goal down so early, to be 2-1 up, you think, well, two away goals, now City have got to go. Within a minute of going 2-1 up, we're back at 2-2. And you're thinking, what are we doing here? And uh, and, and almost kind of throwing it away. And Lorente's goal, that, that drama of thinking, oh, he's going to give the handball, he's going to give the handball. He hasn't really handballed it, has he? It's kind of hit him on the thigh. And, oh, blimey, he's give the goal after all. But then that... when <laughs> It was going to happen. There was no way he was going to give that goal, was there? They thought VAR, oh, it's not going to happen. There's no way we're going to get it. And then as soon as the late Ericsson back pass and they scored, I can remember looking at my missy saying, we've, we've fucked it. We've absolutely <laughs> fucked it on the deck. And then then they saying, they're checking it. And you thought, well, what are they really checking for? It's No, it's gone. And then suddenly disallowed. And and then, then, then kind of the wait from then, you just thought, right, what's that? 93 minutes. We've still got two minutes to go. And, yeah. and the, the bit I loved in that game was when Yama, when he got a ball... A, a, can't remember if Wanyama played the 90 minutes or not, but he got that ball and he looked forward. There was no one. He just kind of booting it as far as he could straight downfield. And you think that it was just like a comedy moment in it. Just, just I'll go for the line out in that case. I'll kick it as far downfield as I can. And Carl, what, what a night of, of emotions that was. And again, Ant, we can't forget this was all done without Harry Kane, our talisman. But again, Sonny rose to the responsibility. You know, again, two vital early goals. And in that game from Sonny. I mean, it was unreal, mate. I remember just watching it um, backstage. And as I said, uh, you know, however the score went, I can't even remember it because I just went absolutely mental. Uh, My my emotion was just up and down. I had to go on stage, come back, and then it it was 3-2, and then it was 3-0, and then 4-3. And then when when I come back on to do the bows... I remember, I'll never forget this. I'll never forget as long as I live. I come on to do the bows, and one of the lads is a Liverpool fan, and he's gone, Costa, it's just been... I went downstairs when Sterling scored, and I thought, here we go, that's it, we're, we're, we're buggered, that's it. You know, fair play to City and all that. And then I've come I've come to do the bows, and he went, Costa, it's been ruled off. It's been ruled off. And I went, yo, yeah, right, whatever, mate. Come back, and then, yeah, the rest is history, mate. I don't remember much after that. I was just, I just screaming and shouting. Is that whilst on stage or off it, Ant? What's that? Is that on stage shouting and screaming or when you was off it? No, no, I was off stage, mate. I was, I was off stage, fella. And, um, yeah, I was just... I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it, mate. I couldn't believe that we actually battled and battled hard and, and got the result we wanted, and thanks to VAR. Mental. Mental, wasn't it? And Mental. 
crazy, crazy game. We thought we couldn't get any more crazy than that. And then we had the two-legged tie against Ajax, that semi-final. I mean, yeah. we're still watching the goals over and over and over again. And, you know, discussing that first leg, sticking with you, Paul, now. Yeah. Van der Beek's 15-minute goal. He steered it cleverly past Hugo Lloris from close range. And there was a lot made about this young Ajax team. Everyone, you know, enjoying watching them play. But, you know, on the night, Paul, you just felt that Spurs... In a way, Ajax missed a trick. We were there for the taking, wasn't we? Yeah, we were. You know, they, they. I thought they were magnificent that start, and I just thought we didn't get going. They looked great, and he just think we, we're in trouble here. We are seriously in trouble. Um, again, a little story that we had. Um, Rafa van der Vaart came out at half time, and I'd spent ages editing the instrumental version of "Give It Up" by Casey and the Sunshine <laughs> Band, just like we did before, so people could sing the song. As Raffel van der Vaart comes out and then everybody would sing. So anyway, this is like with one minute to go, I've got word going, we can't play the song. I said, well, why? We've got to play the song. Can't play the song because van der Beek, they sing the same song for van der Beek and he's just scored. <laughs> so if we play that song, the Ajax fans are going to start singing the van der Beek and think we're doing it for them. Oh so we God. can't do it. And I'm saying, we, but we're not we're doing it. So anyway, this argument then breaks out on the side. <laughs> Rafa van der Vaart's standing there. I'm going, I want to play the song. And we can't play the song. Then I realised it was probably a good idea not to play the song. So he comes out and, um, but yeah, you, you were right. We, um, we, we, I think we dodged a bullet that night, and oh, I had a feeling, I was thinking that the way we may get past them is they've done so well, and they're so young, and playing without fear, when they come to the new stadium, when they come to our stadium, the noise, I think it will hit them. I think it will affect them this time, and how wrong was I? Because at the start, they just played such good football. They're such a good football inside, and, and I kind of feel sorry for a... Ajax fans, because that, that team's just going to break up now and they're all going to go elsewhere. But the more of them that we get to come to us would, would be great. I was about to say, Paul, I wouldn't feel that sad if a few of them were going to come our way because there's some really talented yeah, lads in it. Yeah, Jace, thoughts on that game, the first league? First thing was that, uh, that Champions League music being completely drowned out. I mean, that just gave you a sense of the atmosphere. But, I mean, in fairness, that Ajax killed that atmosphere off pretty quickly, didn't they? They got on top of us and... And let's be fair, we really struggled. We couldn't get anything going, and and you just thought, you know, I could I could just picture the headlines the next day, and everyone moaning that oh the players don't care, or there was no passion, or you know, and sometimes you just have to say the other side were better on the night. You know, from that moment onwards, when Neres hit the post and it came out, I thought we've dodged a bullet, and if we can go to Ajax, I, I could see us getting the result we needed. In I, I didn't see us coming back from three 0 down in Ajax, but. Going, going for the, the 90 minutes that night, I thought, our hopes, we're, we're not giving this up yet. We're, we're still in this competition. And do you feel the same there? Because on that first leg, what I said to Paul earlier is that I really felt Ajax missed a trick. Spurs were there for the taking. You know, I felt a lot of stage fright in that first leg. And to be fair, the fact that it was only 1-0 gave me the sense of confidence that going into that second leg, that Spurs, we can still do this. Mm, yeah, I mean, but they were, they were unbelievable that night. I mean, as you said, they played for no fear. They didn't care who they were playing. They, they were fantastic. Let, let's, not get, let's not get it twisted. They, they were brilliant that night and, and fair play to them. And yes, we were there for the taking because I think our bottle went um, the minute that they scored early doors and, and that was it. I thought, you know, it's gonna, we're just going to crumble now. Um, but we still hung on. Um, and second half, if I remember, we played a much better Um but obviously we didn't score but then obviously the second leg is probably go down as issues one of the best games 
ever I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, but the problem is I think every Spurs fan can't quite remember what they were doing or what they were saying. I mean, everyone's just trying to process that that goal. I mean, let's discuss that second leg because, to be fair, we made the worst possible start in Amsterdam. You know, the towering fifth-minute header by 19-year-old captain Matthias de Litt. I mean, Paul, that start to the game, it was the worst possible start. We didn't want it, did we? Yeah, I, I remember sitting there and I was watching it with my 11-year-old and we were, we were watching it together and then that one went in. And I'd spent the last week thinking... I should go to Amsterdam. I should go to Amsterdam. And I think, shall I, shan't I? And I, for some reason, sort of with work and stuff, and I thought, no, okay, I don't think I'll go. And at that moment, I'm trying to, I remember just saying, because it is like those Kennedy moments, you think, I remember where I was. I remember what I said at that point. I remember that goal going in, and then the second one going in saying, you know what? I'm glad I didn't go. I'm glad I didn't go. I made the right decision not to go. Yeah, it was, this was always going to happen. It's just not going to happen. I mean, we're 2 nil up. For goodness sake, there's never... It's nobody, none of us, no. none of us in our wildest dreams would have imagined, even though we know what happens with our late goals. We never had a prayer. Not a prayer. I think we were 600 to 1 to win the Champions League at that point when we were 2 nil down. Mental, isn't it? I mean, you, when you put that into, into into the fact of it, 600 to 1, you know, uh, that at the time with uh, Hakim Zayic doubling Ajax's lead on the night with a sweeping finish, that left Spurs 3-0 behind in aggregate. And yet, Jace, you know, Spurs, we scored twice within five minutes of the second half. Mora reducing the deficit with a really composed finish before the Brazilian shot on the turn after Andre Anana had denied Lorente. And... Jason, I mean, how can you describe that those that last half an hour or so? It was just so mental. But you had a feeling, Jason, once we got one, the momentum was with Tottenham. Yeah, the momentum changed with that first goal. And the thing is, I can remember the second goal. He's had in Lorente miss when it when the keeper <laughs> made the first save, and he thought, "Oh, come on, we've got you've got to take chances like that." Yeah. And when when the keeper makes a save, you're thinking, "Well, you know, if we're going to score three, you've got to take that chance." And then Mora. What a fantastic goal that was. I don't, you know, as much of the drama of Lucas Moura's third goal, the second goal is just oh. as good a goal as we scored all season individually. I mean, what a fantastic goal that was. But then, then kind of once we got to 2-2, you felt the momentum was with us, but we didn't actually create that bigger chance until that last five minutes then. And you thought, come on, don't let this game drift away. And I think they hit the post, didn't they? I think Ziyech also whipped one just past the post and... And you felt like we're bossing this game, but they actually looked more likely to get a, a third goal on the night than we did. It was a, it was a strange like that. And it, it, it kind of then changed with Jan's late header that hit the bar late. And we, we kind of then got that second wind and, and they went into panic mode. But we must have thought that that was our last chance. Jan hit the bar. Yeah, yeah. That was it, though, wasn't it? That was the big chance. It's not going to happen again. No, that's it, yeah, Paul. I think, you know, exactly. I, well, I still that. watch it again. I still don't think we're going to score at the end. <laughs> I always think that if, if you put the ball in there enough times late on, something will happen, but it's whether you take it or not. And then when Jens, not so much the header, when, when they then bundled it off the line from the follow-up, you thought, that's it now. I can't see where the, where the next one's going, to, where the next chance is going to come from. Mm, I mean, Ant, being a Spurs fan you are, when Vertonghen heads against the bar... I'm assuming you're the same as me. You're already thinking about the fact that you start kind of coming to the row of the fact that it's been a great campaign. We're so close. That's it. There's not a chance in hell, like Paul says, we're going to get another chance after that. It just doesn't happen to Tottenham, no, does it? No, no, really. There's not much I can add to what Jason and, and Paul are saying. Just, 
this group a lot aren't you now Paul I mean to yeah. be fair around a lot of the time with you know doing a lot of events and hosting especially now at the end of season we're now sitting on the brink of the final that's how I say the semi-final was crazy do you believe in this group Paul now there's the there is that belief that we can go in and win this now genuinely yeah absolutely um some of them I'd spoken to I remember Lucas Moore after the um after the first IX game and he came up from out of the match and we were talking about, and I was saying, you know, well, what happens afterwards? What do you do afterwards? You know, because often after an exciting game, you know, we're all buzzing. So if you're playing in it, can you go home and you get to bed and can you sleep? Because Potts will always have him in in the morning. And he said, no, you know, I go back and he's just the loveliest man, kindest, friendliest um, guy, you unassuming fellow you'd meet more. And, and, he, and he said, well, you know, I always go back and, you know, and I'll ask my wife and, and, and she'll always be up and the, the kids will be in bed. And I say, well, what did you think? First thing I always ask is what the wife thinks. And she will say, so she'll always say, yeah, you played well. Yeah, you didn't play so well. And he said, she'll always be honest. So I said, well, you know, how do you think tonight will go? And he said, no, I think it'll go okay. So I saw him the day after the the game in, in um, Amsterdam. Uh, and I just saw him and I said, what did the wife say? And he said, yeah she was very proud and I just thought come on and it was and 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 also Larice as well and I spoke on the last game of the season I saw him and just said look you know you won the you won the cha- you know you won the World Cup you win the Champions League as well I said how are you feeling he goes so excited and they are so so excited about it they're so up for it and uh, I totally totally believe in them and um and I think Liverpool is scared I really do think Liverpool really don't want to play us they're a lot more nervous than you might think they are mm. about playing Tottenham Hotspur and I can't wait Paul how do you keep a sense of composure in your job this or have you done it this can't, season I don't, I'll be honest with you, I don't know how don't. you're keeping this together Paul huh? how are you keeping yourself together Paul at this moment in time I, I, I don't um, <laughs> the Ajax when the Ajax goal went in and I've been watching I've been, I've been watching for Spurs for over 40 years I don't think Pretty much I've lost my shit like I did that night. I absolutely <laughs> went bananas. The dog um, is still in therapy because I was going so crazy. The dog was just looking at it as if thinking, oh, my God. You know, it, my master has flipped his biscuit, I think, is the, the dog words. But I was just going crazy. And it was, it was like two minutes of just absolute madness. So I don't. And um, and I know a lot of the old players are the, are the same. I you know I don't keep my composure. So and also I've got I've got the job in in Madrid, which is the most ridiculous job, is that they've asked me to read the Spurs team out before the game on the pitch, and then I've got to give out the substitute. This is Pete Abbott usually does this, but I'm going to do this for for Tottenham on the night. Is substitutions. And say if you know Touchwood that we score a goal, oh, who the goal scorers are? Am- isn't that amazing? And I'm going to just lose it. So you know, I and, and also the other thing is that how many people that I spoke to. So I don't know about you guys, but when that last goal went in, 
I was jumping around. I thought, oh, my God, I think I'm going to cry. And I just thought, I've got my kids here. I thought, now, look, I've just got to keep a lid on. This is getting ridiculous. But the amount of people that said they just burst into tears. Yeah. So should we do anything on Saturday? Oh, my God. I think the crowd is not going to be shouting and ch- I think it's just going to be like a boo-hooing. Yeah. It's just like, like the six, 16,000 people just crying their eyes out. It's mad. I mean, Jason has, throughout the last couple of weeks, tried to tell us to keep ourselves together. We have to cope. He's not watched any more of the Ajax game. Jason, have you kept to your word? Have you not watched any more highlights of that Ajax game? No, honestly, probably. Oh, last come on, Jason. Just enjoy it, man. And just go for right. it. Look at it. Watch it. I can watch it back after the final. Even if we lose Sunday, Saturday, I can think, right, I can look back. But I, I, I don't just want to have that. It's, it's the biggest day in our history for, what, 130, how old are we now, 137 years or something yeah. like that. The first time we've ever been in a Champions League final. And I don't want to feel just, oh, we're great, aren't we in the final? I really now want us to go on and win it. And, and it's, it's kind of making sure my head is fully focused on the final and looking at what could be. Sounds like you're thinking, playing. No, but you know what I mean? And people at work keep saying, were you nervous yet? I said, not at all. I'm just, I'll, I'll start, I'll watch the, the Farmers Cup final on Wednesday or whatever it is, <laughs> on the, you know, on, on Channel 5 or whatever, and then and then start to think, right, two days away from the big game. But I, I've, I've, I've tried really hard not to allow the Lucas Moore thing. I don't want to feel so much elation from that that, that the final becomes just a blur, mate. It won't. I, I really want you. I really think you should enjoy. I know about you two boys there. Oh, I, can't, I haven't stopped you. watching I, the I want to see sport. you enjoy the ride a little more. Make the most of it. You know what? The what happens in the final? You're never going to forget the final, whatever. But enjoy this moment as well. I've, no, don't get me wrong. I've, I've, I mean, as I said, I think we did the Love Sport show, Rick, and my wishes phoned up and said exactly what I was like when Maura scored, and I, I had no no conception of what I was doing for those 30 seconds after Lucas Moura scored and for the first few days afterwards I must have watched it on rerun after rerun after rerun and heard the fantastic, I mean I can't stand Fletcher on BT but his commentary for the the goal was brilliant and I don't think I've heard Nick Godwin's commentary for that and Nick Godwin's been brilliant hasn't he with his commentaries this season but but no, I was I was buzzing around for a few days, and and you're right. I think when I saw you on that Saturday, people, you, you go to work and people are congratulating you, and you think, well, hold on a minute, it's just my team's in the final. I, I yeah, it's that funny. It's like you've just get like you've just had a baby. Everybody's going, oh, congratulations, congratulations. So you know, I've had the elation, but it was like, right, come on, let's. I think maybe partly as well because of who we're playing and, and the fact that I despise them. It's just right. Come on, let's. I'm so desperate to win it because of who it's against as well. Ah, oh, Chase, do me a favour. What's that no filter, the BT thing? You know, there's well, a couple of Spurs really fans that have yeah. made this. Just give it a go. Sit down. It's 25 minutes long. Sit down quietly in a room. Just have a look at it and just look at what's happened. Morning, mate. <laughs> go on. And let me bring you back in here because Paul says he reckons Liverpool are scared of Spurs. Do you feel the same, man? We're playing against a Liverpool side. Davo lost once this season in the Premier League, but is it yeah, the Champions League? We could have beaten them. We could have beaten them at Anfield this season. You know, we played well against them this season, man. I mean, obviously, Sissoko missing that one-on-one. So, I think I think when we play them sort of teams, sort of step up. And as the lads were saying, this is the biggest game in our history that I can remember. You know, I've supported them nearly 38 years now. You know, we can talk about the 60s and the 70s. Obviously, no, I wasn't around, so I, don't, I can't. I've got no affiliation there. This is this is the game now. This is where we can we can put our 
and then lose to Burnley, you know, a week later. <laughs> but um, but that that's Spurs. That that's what that's as as Paul said, you know, this earlier this evening. That's in our DNA. Can we win it? Yes. Do I think? Yes. Um, I just want us to go out there and 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 have a, and just just go all out, mate. Just go all out and not be the Spurs that we've grown to to love and hate over the years. You just want one solid performance. That's all you're asking for, Anne, on this night. No mucking about. No back passes. No mucking about in the midfield. They, <laughs> yes, they have got a stronger team than us. But when when we step up, we can be good, if not as better as them. Do you know what I mean? Mm. You know, I think a lot of people are worried about Mane and Salah's, Salah's, Salah's pace. But we can deal with that. We can deal with that. I just don't, I just don't want no silliness, mate. No stupid... You know, bookings, no red card, nothing. Just go out there and just play our game that we can play. Yeah. Paul, Maurizio Pochettino has described Harry Kane's fitness as a very positive situation for him. He's now back in full training. We've yeah. seen Jan Vertonghen also confirm that he is fit to play. Are the stars aligning here, Paul, that we have got a full fit squad to pick from ahead of Saturday? That's one thing I've avoided, that whole stars aligned, it's written in the stars because of all this. Yeah, I'm nice. keeping away from that. I don't want any part of that. But, um, when it comes to the fitness, it, it seems that hopefully everybody's going to be ready, and they'll be ready, and they'll be—they can't wait for it, and neither can any of us. And and also, it's one of those things that you just don't know how you're going to feel, how you're going to react, what's going to happen if we win, how we're going to feel if we lose. This is why we're in the big time now. We've all been waiting a long time for this, uh, and it's here. It's the Champions League final. We're playing Liverpool for Christ's sake in Madrid. And um, I just cannot wait. I'm scared. I'm excited. But, cool, I don't know. It feels great, though, doesn't it? Oh, it does. Paul, I don't know if you heard Anthony there. He said, what, was your, what would be your team? What would be my team? God, I don't know. I don't think it would be too much different than most people's. It's whether we... Um, Kane is going to start for me. I mean, that's the thing that... Uh, and I'd also have... It all depends how Harry Winks is as well. To have Winks start and have Sissoko in there. Who would I play at the back? Would I play Kieran Trippier? I probably would. I'd have Danny Rose. Uh, then I'd have the two boys at the back. Um, I'd certainly have Sissoko playing. In fact, you know what? I'd probably put about 14 players out there. I just, um, I don't care. I, I, you know, whoever it is. I, I, I'm not even going to start, although I've done quite a lot already. I'm already, I'm just thinking, I, I'm very happy with what Potts chooses. Even when there's been moments where you think, hey, race my eyebrow, is that it? And then I just think, this guy knows better than I do what oh. to do on this night. And I just hope, like Ant says, it's it, it's going to be, you know, we're, we're going to go out and go for it. I don't think it's going to be an easy ride because it never is. It's never no, going to be an easy ride. Something's awesome. going to happen. Something weird is going to happen. But it's how yeah. we then deal with that. It's Tottenham, isn't it? They don't have no lasagna the night before. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, lasagna something. We're, we're looking at something spursy, but th- that's the other thing. You know, <laughs> now, I'm thinking that the whole Spursy thing, it's an anti-Spursy thing. It's now things work in reverse. You know, the team that I don't want to start getting into this, but I can't help myself. It, it's the, 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 we need to win a cup. We need to win a trophy. We need to win a trophy. Oh, they haven't won a trophy. He's never won anything. So what one do you go and win? How about the biggest one of all of them? I mean, Why don't go and win that one and then see where we go from there? Because yeah. if we win that... Um, then I think actually I'm going to tell I'm going to drop a name here at the at the um, at the Legends game. Um, this this was pretty interesting at the Legends game. So the first game that we had there, uh, you know, 
well, the second one, of course, but, but at uh, the new stadium, I found myself in a situation talking to Jose Mourinho, which was the most bizarre thing. He was there, and I thought I'd go over and have a chat to him. And I just said, well, what do you think of the stadium? Anyway, he started going into this long talk with me, and I was like, God, it's Jose Mourinho. And he said, you know what I see? I said, this is before we played Man City. So I said, do you think we can beat Man City? And he said, I think you will beat Man City. He said, this reminds me of what happened with Porto. We moved into a new stadium towards the end of the, uh, towards the end of the season. And what happened is that the supporters came back. They had this newfound love um, for the board and uh, where there'd been problems before saying, you know, we're not playing our own stadium. That then trans, then everybody, then he started feeling this real feel-good factor in the stadium, which then moved on to the team, which then moved on to management. Everybody felt great. And he said, and I tell you, I think you will win the Champions League. And he said this back before the first game of Manchester City. He said, I don't only think you'll beat Manchester City. I think you'll like do like we did with Porto and you'll win the Champions League. And I thought, blimey, I like him now. I never liked him before then. So <laughs> who would have thought? That's an incredible wow. story. And to be fair, Joel, wow. I think we're going to have to try and end on that because what a way. Jose Mourinho believes Tottenham Hotspur are going to win the Champions League. And <laughs> I'm starting to like this guy now. Jason, have your thoughts on that from Paul there? I'm just astonished that Mourinho was even there. So uh, I don't remember singing... I think it was him. Mourinho that day. So he obviously went in disguise or something. But no, I believe Paul. But oh, it's just... Just want the day to come now, don't you? It's your biggest night in the club's history. It's 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 hard to get my head right. I mean, the only night I, I said to someone on Twitter the other day, the only other night of importance that I can remember, and and Paul might remember this, was that that relegation game against Hull when when Stevie Perryman scored to bring us back from Division Two that night. And you just think if that night had never happened, you know, would Hoddle have stayed? Ozzy and Ricky would never have joined. And that was an absolutely massive night in the club's history, but this 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 tops it all. Champions League final, it's it's beyond dreams, isn't it? At the moment. And listen, anybody that's going to Madrid, come and see us at the fan zone. Because we got, I think we've probably got about twenty um, of our legends that are going to be there as well, and we're all going to get them all up on stage. We're just going to have a fantastic time. So come and see us. Fantastic, and Paul. You're out there from the Friday. Is that right, yourself, Paul? Yeah, I believe so. I'm still. Um, uh, we're still waiting to see when it is, but I believe Friday and then there. Um, so we'll do the fans out during the day, Saturday, then over to the... Oh, then I put the suit on and go over to the stadium. Then it all begins. And even just the thought of it now, the heart starts going like this. I want to be on the day and then fly back Sunday. And who knows what we'll be doing Sunday. Let's keep our fingers crossed. Yeah. Paul, I hope you're going to be announcing a lot on that night. Put it like that. With you in control of that mic. <laughs> yeah, let's hope so. And the fifth goal! Oh, my God! So, yeah, can that guy keep a lid on it? Uh, no! Will you be alive by the fifth one, Paul, if that goes in? No, no, there'll be silence. They'll go, there's no announcement. Oh, yeah, he's dead. They'll he's be just carrying collapsed. you out, Paul. They'll he's... be carrying <laughs> <laughs> I'd still be crapping it, if we, even if we were, like, 3-0 up with a minute ago. I'd still be crapping it. And tell me you're not on stage. You're not on stage that night, are you? It's going to be like, oh, it's Spurs. Let's have another 15 minutes for no apparent no reason whatsoever. Yeah. Bloodlight failure. Until that final whistle goes. And when that final whistle goes, I hope, I hope to pray that we as a club and as fans will be just going absolutely mental. You're not working, though, are you, Ant? You're not working that day? Oh, of course I am, mate, yeah. So you're on stage. Surely there can be... Um, the part of Anthony Costa will be played by someone else who's not a Tottenham Hotspur fan. Yeah, well, yeah, that that, that as well. 
but uh, I might uh, start getting sore throat on Friday. Yeah, you say, you so, know uh, what? We'll see what you, you do sound a bit peaky to me. You don't. You sound a little under the weather. <laughs> I think the weekend. Yeah, that throat. You, you know, you, you. I think you start going. Oh, I'm feel alright. Just to feel a little bit under the weather. I try my best. Our producers. I think he's a Newcastle fan. So he's, I, I try try to sweet him up the other day, but he went having none of it. So. Uh... Yeah, we'll Listen, see. do you want me to... I'll, I'll call him live on on, on the show on TalkSport 2 tomorrow if you want. We, we're happy to call the producer and maybe try and talk him around over the next three days. Yeah. Just do a little strong-arm <laughs> thing. We can give it a go. Yeah, we can try that. We can try that. I remember doing Blood Brothers in town and um, it was 2005 and obviously Liverpool went out to, uh, did, did, you know, the, 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 uh, the Istanbul game. And one of the lads I was doing the show with was obviously a big scouser, big Liverpool fan. And he asked Bill about a month no he asked Bill about three weeks obviously Liverpool got to the final so he asked Bill Ken White uh, if he can have the night off and he made him wait until three days before the final so he could fly out because obviously Bill's Everton isn't he so, yeah 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 he made him proper sweat he made him <laughs> proper sweat oh, I'll never forget that so yeah we'll see what happens boys it's, it's the biggest game in, as, as Jay said in our club's history let's hope that trophy's coming back to what I lay man Fingers first, crossed. First I agree with that one. And thank you ever so much for coming back on the show tonight. It's yes. been a pleasure having you. Thank you ever so thank much. You Don't be silly. Our pleasure. Paul, enjoy Madrid. And like I said, I hope non-stop you'll be on that mic, Paul, all evening. Let's hope so. Listen, enjoy it, everybody. It's going to be a roller coaster. We're going to love it, but up the Spurs, eh? There you go. From the voice of Spurs, Paul Coyte. And Jace, we're nearly there now. Cut of days to go. Fingers crossed, mate. Lucky pants on and, and make sure on the right right pre-match meal and then get ready for it and you know block block 113 at, at the new YR alone for me that's right well just a reminder guys we are going to be on Love Sport this coming Thursday so Love Sport Radio just as I said in the intro change of timing we're now going to be 8pm to 9pm our final show before the Champions League final so definitely stay tuned for that it should be a wonderful show once again fantastic show seeing us out we've got the road to Madrid Enjoy this from the brilliant Hugo THFC. And as always, come on you Spurs.
The chances to to play the final is amazing. Sports Social Podcast Network.